Entrepreneurs can get stuck in their head. If you dream of changing the world, but you're not sure where to start, the Add Value to Entrepreneurs podcast will help you transform your life and business. This podcast is for entrepreneurs who want more freedom and fulfillment from their work so they can live the life that they desire. You deserve it, and it is possible. It's time for you to add value. This episode is brought to you by Perfect Publishing. Perfect Publishing is a different approach to publishing a book. Perfect Publishing is sharing a project of hope. We carefully chose heroes of hope who exemplify living a life they created through faith, hope, patience, and persistence. No matter what page you open to in this mini cube of hope, you will find a leader with a big heart. You see you are not alone. The authors may share similar challenges that only hope and action could resolve. Get your free ebook at getadoseofhope.com. Get a dose of hope.com. Our guest today is Angel Tussey. Angel is an award winning speaker, radio host, TV producer, PR media specialist, and 15 times best selling author. With her help, her clients have been featured in thousands of major media publications, television, radio, podcasts, magazine, and stages. Angel was awarded the most influential woman of the year and is featured in the marquee Who's Who. Her top-selling book, Get Discovered, is the how-to example for creating media exposure that she learned from hosting over 2,500 broadcasts and interviewing over 5,000 guests. Her clients call her the media matchmaker. Angel Tussie and Robert talk about her journey from radio host and TV producer to helping entrepreneurs increase their exposure in the media. Marketing is about what people are saying about you, so we need to get more people talking about you. Angel shares how important it is to protect your relationships and celebrate and laugh in your business. Angel, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm just excited to have this conversation. I am so excited to be here, Robert. Thanks for the invitation. Absolutely. So we're uh, kindred spirits because we both have Colorado in our roots and and love, love Colorado and the mountains, but apparently the ocean won you over. Well, yeah, we, I lived in, I lived in Denver since I was, since I was 15. So for over 35 years, I lived in Colorado, raised our kids there, you know, met my husband, raised our kids. We lived in the same house for over 20 years. And during COVID, it wasn't as much the beach as it was my kids. All three of my kids work for Disney World. And so Orlando was never on my bucket list of someplace I thought I ever wanted to live. But last year we made the big trek to be closer to family, and now I'm I'm living in Orlando, Florida. So had to had to kiss my mountains goodbye. <laughs> well, or if you got to leave the mountains, Orlando's not not so bad. It is. It is such a fun place to live. We are having we're having a blast. We went the other day. My niece is in town. People come here to visit all the time, so we always have company at least. I mean, it's almost every week we have somebody coming into town. And so we get to be a part of their vacation a little bit. So people are always coming to visit. We took my niece to uh, Disney World the other day. She was kind of getting tired. And I'm like, well, let's just let's just go home and hang out by the pool and have some pizza. And within 20 minutes, we were home, right? ordered pizza on the way home. And it rang its doorbell just as, you know, just as soon as we got home. We are close to everything. Yeah, we're we're having a lot of fun. That's fantastic. All right. So I usually start with everybody just sharing their own entrepreneurial journey and, and what got them into the work that they're doing. 
Well, that's, you know, it's a, it's a long, it's a long answer because I've been, I've been doing this for, well, so my husband and I have been married almost 30 years. We met in the Amway business. And before that, I would have never thought about owning my own business, but my parents invited me to a meeting. His sister invited him to a meeting. We ended up becoming accountability partners because we were the two single folks in the group. And that that's is fantastic. Where, I just have to say that is that, that's incredible. Yeah, it was it was fun, right? And and to be you know and to be dating when have you have you ever been in, involved with any type of network marketing company? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So to be dating in that environment, it's all positive thinking. It's all personal development. Uh, the people you're hanging out with, the books you're reading, right? We were listening to tapes. And, and so our dates were, you know, events and being surrounded by these amazing dreamers and thinkers and doers. And so that's how we, that's how we met and was introduced to the idea of just owning your own business. The idea of passive income, residual revenue, uh, you know, working smarter, not harder. All of that is, was kind of our first foray into becoming entrepreneurs. And then eventually he and I each went on to start our own companies, own separate companies with some of those same business models and business principles in mind. So I've been an entrepreneur for 20 years, almost 30 years actually. And, uh, but if you ask my mom, she does not think that I am a business owner. Uh, she's like, well, she talks about it, but sitting at home and, you know, being a public speaker, being an author, being a media coach, you know, talking to people, helping them, you know, craft their media stories, create publicity, do press releases, like all of that to her. I don't go to an office every day. So, so she doesn't think this is a business, but, um, you know, in that, in that space, I ended up really finding my sweet spot which was in the marketing side of business. And I became a radio talk show host. They, I was a podcaster. My show got discovered by my local radio station there in Denver, Colorado, and started a daily 30-minute talk show on AM 560 KLZ. Expanded to two hours. And by, by the time I was finished, I was hosting four hours of talk radio every single day, helping small business owners a lot like you talking to entrepreneurs and small business owners on the on the value of the everything business everything for growing their business until 4 years ago when they dropped my programs and I took my show out on the road and started out as a public speaker teaching authors and entrepreneurs and speakers and coaches how to get discovered using media interviews and NPR to to get discovered, grow your business, create more money, work from home, create that fabulous lifestyle. And so that's what afforded me to be able to move to Orlando last year. And because we can work from anywhere, right? And we do. Well, that's fantastic. So I, I just got to say, so I consider myself pretty ambitious in the podcasting mm -hmm. world. Like there's not very many of us that put out four hour episodes in a week. Mm -hmm. And, and so we're on episode, you know, 160 and and we've only been around for eight months and and i know how challenging it is to do just four hours in a week so four hours in a day is like i can't even imagine how where, where you were going for content and people and and that had to be super super challenging 
you know, it was, it's really amazing. And we, we had a system and we got really good at it. I ended up having to hire somebody. She started part-time then full-time to keep track of all of our guests, all of the segments. And so that was a, it was a full-time, a full-time gig there. We never ran out of content, right? I did over 2000 broadcasts, interviewed over 5,000 guests. We never ran out of content. The, the economics of business were always changing, new authors coming on board, new businesses starting all the time. You know, we had advertisers that we helped to promote and sponsor or you know to support because they were our sponsors. And we had a really unique advertising, advertising model and in that most advertisers typically spend, um, do a 13-week ad buy, right? One quarter, throwing spaghetti at the wall, right? Seeing what sticks. Our advertiser, our average advertiser stayed with us for over four years. And, and so we were, you know, when we leveraged and taught them kind of our little, you know, growth system, which is what I teach my authors now, it, it works, right? Exposure plus revenue, the two keys to, to business for sure. Absolutely. I just love that. And everybody asks me, so why did you, why do you, you, you stop the one episode a week. I said, I had, I had so many guests lining up that I had to, I, I had 20 episodes in the can. I, I gotta, I gotta put them out there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They're, they'll come to you. And, and when you've got something really amazing, you want to be able to put it out. So kudos to you. Kudos to you, Robert. Well, thank you. We're, we're working on the, we're working on the exposure and revenue part now is <laughs> just got to keep increasing both those sides. Right. You know, when, during COVID I had, um, I had one of my clients came to me and, you know, cause all of our speaking, we were traveling as speakers. She was just launching, getting ready to start traveling as a speaker. Mm. And of course, every event was canceled instantly. And so we started putting on virtual events and then we started a daily morning talk show to, that we ran for almost two years did, I don't know, over 400 episodes of that, but daily, because like you said, there's so many people coming to you. There's so many guests, there's so many opportunities and the content, right? The, the consumers, they're just, they're, they're hungry for quality content. They're hungry to learn from the people that are out there doing it. And even if you're just, you know, a couple steps ahead, they want to see, okay, if you did it, I can do it too. So yeah. It's, well, but it's a full-time job, I'm sure. And that's really the, the exciting part is, is getting to share so many different stories from so many different entrepreneurs that have made the leap um, and so many unique, you know, ways that they've become entrepreneurs. Like um, there's probably not very many couples, even though, as large as Amway is, to say that they've met <laughs> starting Amway business together. But we met in an Amway presentation and, and built our businesses together and yeah, that's fantastic. And what a great story. And, it, and what a great way to encourage, you know, obviously multi-level marketing now is, or network marketing, or, you know, whichever way you prefer to call it is, is so popular, right? There's so many different companies using that model to, to build businesses and, and, and create legacy. Um, it's, it's amazing. And, and I love the, you started your relationship with so much positive influence um, that, that that's, that's super powerful and and something so many people are missing right now is is the positive influences especially over the last two years we've had so much negative and now with the economy and and, and other things just you know 
I, I don't know how anybody could watch the news. I quit watching the news years ago is one of the best decisions that I ever made in my life. And, and I miss out on one or two things that happen in the world, but eventually you find out, right? But sure, right. The really important know. stuff, the really important stuff seems to make its way to you. I remember watching something on on TV. I don't remember we had something on and the news was getting ready to start afterwards. And we have one of those TVs that is smarter than me. <laughs> and and so I'm I'm saying to Jay, I'm like, turn it off, turn it off. The news is about to start. I don't want to watch that because it is, it is so negative and it'll just take you down such a trail of despair. And, and you can see that happening across America, the, the turmoil that we are all in, the mental health anguish that is happening. And I, I think that the news has a, a big part to play in that. Oh, absolutely. There's so few, right? Like the, the token stories are the one or two positive little things to try to make everybody feel better. But the rest of it is 35 minutes of of <laughs> so nobody nobody needs that in their life. Nobody needs that 35 minutes of raw. Right. Or and every day, right? Every day it's you know, you're you're subjecting yourself to that. And so one of the one of the things I get to do now, Robert, is is I get to be the sharer of good news. And so I encourage my clients to put out a press release and to connect with their local journalists, share your good news, share your, your community interest stories, your human interest stories. They need that filler. Um, they've got all of their icky headlines, right, that they have to cover. But even though it's only a couple of minutes of their highlight real stories, it's still a couple of minutes. And that story could be you. And and so put your story out, connect with journalists, send a press release every single month, let them know what you're doing, because you could be that one bright spot in that newscast. Oh, so good. So obviously networking has been a big part of of your work. And, and you just mentioned connecting with you know your media through, through press releases. So let's talk about the value of connection and, and how connection can help you build your business and expand your, your reach. Well, I mean... The, the list is long. So just know that like you can find what you love to do. So whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, whether you're a brand new person in business or seasoned, right? Seasoned in business. There are so many things that you can do when it comes to marketing that you can find your favorite. And I think we often think we have to do, we have to do it all, right? We have to do everything and we have to follow, right? You know, everything that the crowd is doing. But truly, if you find two or three really magical things that you love to do to, to get in front of people, that could be speaking. It could be doing podcast interviews. It could be doing you know networking events. It could be virtual events. Um, if you like to write, right, there are blog posts and articles. So you find you. Like you do your. If you love videos, do videos. Not everybody has to do everything and that's the fun thing about about marketing marketing is the art of starting a conversation hmm. it is it is attracting people into your castle your sales castle and however you want to attract people and start that conversation that's where you start but as a business owner where I really want you to scale your business if you want to create a business that has commas and zeros you have to learn to speak one to many, not just one-on-one, one-on-one networking, one-on-one sales calls, one-on-one 
uh, emails, you cannot create a million dollar business building your business one person at a time. You have to get your message out to the masses. And that's the power of speaking, publishing, and publicity will give for you. But wherever you're starting, whatever you love to do, start there. Start there and, and get your message out because the last thing you want to be is the world's best kept secret. Oh, yeah, it's it that, that can be the challenge, right? Is especially over the last two years, the introverts have, you know, found their their wheelhouse inside their inside their little house in the in the bedroom in the corner and and they're tapping away at the computer uh, avoiding all human interaction <laughs> and feeling really good about it except for the numbers right to, to drive numbers you really need to to speak to larger audiences and speak to, to groups and, and find ways to reach exposure right get, get yeah it is exposure numbers. and and it is it, it, you can reach hundreds thousands, even millions with one interview, with one press release, with one publicity, right? A piece of publicity, one magazine article, one stage. And, and so that's the beauty of it. But the it's not a one hit wonder. I mean, you have to be out every single week creating exposure and revenue for your business. We're business owners. And in the challenge, and I, and I see this a lot in the network marketing world, especially, is that we treat our, we treat our businesses like hobbies. Mm. And and if we're not bringing in customers, we have an expensive hobby. That's not a business. And because there's such a low entry fee or low barrier to entry to start a network marketing company, I think you underestimate the value and the power that you truly have you know, in your hands. Somebody has done the research and development. Somebody has created all the marketing material for you. Somebody has created the whole backend funnel system. Somebody has, like, there's a whole team of people. It's like walking in and be giving, being given the CEO position, right, of your company. And yet, because we didn't really create it and launch it, we don't really have that much skin in the game. Mm. Yeah, if I sell something today, I do. If I don't, if I talk to somebody, if I do or I don't. But if you opened up a store, if you had a storefront and you had to stock that storefront with all of that inventory, and you had to create the fulfillment and the distribution, right? And the back-end sales and have a whole marketing team. You would show up every freaking day and make sure that register was ringing. And so as business owners, the way that we do that looks a whole lot different. But the concept is still attracting customers, creating exposure, and creating revenue on a regular basis. You've got to know your numbers. You've got to you've got to be serious about about running your business or you'll end up as, you know, one of those IRS statistics, right? Of <laughs> of not having enough exposure, not having enough clients, not having enough numbers and um and so when I left broadcasting 4 years ago, we just celebrated our 4-year anniversary of my new company and I never thought I would do another startup again, right? Cuz that one, the one I had before just it just, you know, it was like an, it was like pushing a, a boulder uphill. And, but when you can tap into something that is attracting the people that you just, just lights you up, delights you in, the, in um, is serving you at your highest level that allows you to stretch yourself and stretch your skills, but then bring others along, along that journey with you. And you've got a great pricing model for it and great exposure model for it. 
abundance, right? The world, the world is everything you want, right? And we don't get rich. Rich doesn't start at the bank. It starts up here. It starts in our mind, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, and so, you know, a lot of times the challenges that we're having when we're like, well, it's not working, right? This business isn't working. This podcast thing isn't working. Being an author isn't working. Like it works. You aren't working. Right? And that's a hard thing to like look in the mirror and say, well, did I really work today? Or did I just kind of lollygag my way? Did I hang out at the water cooler all day? Did I spend all my time as a consumer on social media instead of as a vendor on social media? Did I actually even try to sell something? Did I do any presentations? Did I schedule any presentations? Did I, I mean, and you know, Robert, you're an author, right? Like, this is my favorite thing to sell is my book. The reason it is my favorite thing to sell is because it's a $20 item. People will buy books. People know how to buy books. They know how to support you. They, even if they don't ever read the book, right? They know how to buy books. Like that's an easy sell for, for authors. It's a low ticket offer. You can sell it pretty much from any stage. You can sell it in a text message, in an email, in a Facebook ad, in a press release. And truly, when you start to do the numbers, seven books a day, seven, is $50,000 in sales a year. That's a nice side hustle, right? You know, think about a credit card you might wanna pay off. Think about a vacation you might wanna make, uh, take, make, you know, hiring a VA, in, elevating your software, right? Upgrading a media coach or a business coach, right? That, that will cover, like that will cover the nut for sure. And it's passive income. These aren't clients that are on your calendar. They take zero time away from your day. They, you still get to work with your VIP clients. You can still stay in creation mode. People will tell you that there's no money in books. There's a lot of money in books. Seven books a day. Do you know seven people you can ask, invite, beg, tell, right, to buy your book? But here's a even more fun number, Robert. A hundred books a day is a million dollars. A hundred books a day is a million dollars in sales. So share your, I always say, sell your knowledge, not your time. Publish your book, right? Which you have done. Go out and speak, right? Go out and speak, do two interviews a week, one press release a month. That's my little formula. We created this fun, um, this fun media tracker that we just launched is this, um, to help you to schedule and track all of your media exposure. Two interviews a week, one press release a month, puts you in front of 100 audiences a year, thousands of media news desks, right? You're selling two, 25 copies every time, right, that you are out in the world. You're creating $5,000 in passive income. Then after that, like, go do you. Go do whatever you want to do, right? Build your VIP clients. Sell other products. Sell other services. Have a life, right? Take some time off. You know, love on your family. Do the things that you love to do, but publish your book and tell the world, right? And tell the world about it. Oh, love that. I mean, that's just golden. <laughs> like you're just you're just dropping not just wisdom, but actual. They just do these do these two things, and and you get you get tons and tons of exposure. Um, yes, yes, yes. Right. So so Robert, tell tell us about your book. Well, so my book was The Entrepreneur Mindset Shift, obviously geared towards entrepreneurs since yeah. I, I work with entrepreneurs and I've been interviewing entrepreneurs and it just seemed like the book actually started out as the, the things I haven't taught my kids 
that about entrepreneurship that I wish I had. Oh, that's good. And so that was that was kind of the the motivation. And then I chose to write it in a week because I didn't have anything on my calendar between Christmas and New Year's. And so okay, I, right? A week, right? It's already in here. Like I call that I call it your food book, and it's mm -hmm. the book that puts food on the table. It's the thing that is in your head, right? That people want to pick your brain about. This is like, if I handed you a microphone and said, no preparation at all, what could you passionately share? That you had it, you had it all within you. What was the, the catalyst, right? To finally say, okay, now I'm actually going to sit down and write it. Was it, it just was, the it, calendar? Yeah, it was the calendar. And and it must've been conversations that, that I had enough, you know, desire to be an author and those things was there that when I looked at the calendar, I had literally had two one hour meetings between Christmas and New Year's. They were both on the weekends. Mm -hmm. And and so on the 26th, I sat down and said, all right, I'm going to outline it. I'm going to whiteboard it. And then and then I'm going to commit to 6000 words a day. And mm -hmm. so I committed to write 6000 words a day for those those six days. Uh, we my wife and I took the, the, the New Year's holiday weekend, which went through Monday. So it, it was a little longer. And and edited it. She cut 3000 words right off the bat, which is like a stab in the Ugh. chest because, because I committed to 6,000 words a day and you cut 3000 in your first time through it. Like, Oh wait, no. <laughs> so once, uh, once I got over that, um, January 5th, I posted on Facebook, Hey, I wrote a book and, uh, got it published. And not only now is it published, I have endorsements from the likes of John David Mann, who wrote the go giver, mm. um, Jeff West, who also wrote a, an award-winning um, parable book, and so you know, just yeah, we just have you know fantastic re reviews. Um, twice, two other people. In fact, the person who wrote the forward uh, is a multi-million-dollar real estate investor, and he it brought tears to my wife's eye because he said, "If Napoleon Hill, John Maxwell, Norman Vincent Peale, and your local pastor collaborated on a book, this would be it." Wow. Oh my so, goodness. Look so at yeah. So it's not only did I write it in six days, it really is valuable. Like it, it's not just, <laughs> it, it's like you said, the download of, of the stuff that you've been working in. It's, it's all the stuff that I've been helping people with and, and also sharing on the podcast and learning from others, continuing to learn. And, and so it's, it's a ton of value in a hundred pages. And, and I, I love it. I love it. Well, kudos to you. I, you know, I tell people uh, if, if you're using, um, you know, different, I tell them to do a hundred pages, right? It's, and it's a love letter to your clients and, oh, nice. you know, it doesn't have to be everything you know in the world. It's, it's your next book and they start to flow out of you like water or they don't have to, right? That can be, you could live off of, the royalties for that book truly for the rest of your life. And in with accolades like that, you can't, you can't lose Robert. So well done. Well, and, and, and so here's the, the crazier part is my wife was sitting down to, to do a annual planner thing that she downloaded off the internet and she's sitting at the table and she's getting mad about it. And she's getting frustrated. And I just said, if you don't like it, make your own. And so she did. And so her and I both launched our books last the beginning of this month. And uh, so she has a, a daily life, a dream life planner is what she called it. And I love it. And, and so it's a, 
it's her first foray and and, and kind of like podcasting right your first book doesn't have to be your your best work. Like our, my first podcast episode is certainly nowhere near the quality of this podcast episode. And so there's a, a learning and growing process. And our intention is absolutely to write a second and third book to improve on what we're doing, to share more of what we're learning, to continue the journey. Um, and sharing the journey is is really, I mean, that's all a memoir is, right? Is is somebody's journey and talking about their their life experiences and the things they've gone through. And so much of our podcast is people sharing their journey and sharing the challenges and struggles of, of being an entrepreneur and, you know, the, the lonely things and the hard things, but also the, the huge blessings and the huge opportunities that that create, right? The freedom that, hey, my kids are working at Disney World and it's just too far away and I want to move there and, and be closer to my kids where they're working. Yeah, that was that was quite the challenge, um, you know, fin- financially. Um we were not planning to to buy a house and so as entrepreneurs you know we get to write off a lot of our income and so we do and and so if you're ever thinking about getting a mortgage you want to take three years and we knew this and so kind of a long-term plan we had actually the beginning of that year you know do we want to start like, and we had said next year, next year, we're going to start in that direction. So we didn't realize how much was going to change. So when it came time, so we decided to buy a house and move. We sold our house in Colorado. It sold Lickety Split. And and we could not qualify for a mortgage in, you know, in Florida anywhere. We were turned down by five different mortgage lenders because we didn't have any income, right? not nothing, nothing worth, 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 you know, more than a shoebox. So, um, so we had some, so we definitely had some challenges. What we ended up doing was we moved, we moved, we sold our house and we went out to Florida anyways, just on faith, figuring like, it's going to all, it's all going to work itself out. And we ended up having to file our taxes in January and, I, and we were, we, you know, the, the, the pandemic was a blessing and a curse, right? It was the, the best worst year, the worst best year, or however you want to right, put that together. But because I was no longer traveling, I was no longer, um, I didn't have the expenses that I had had the, the prior two years. And, but I still had the same income. So I was able to show in one tax return enough income to average out over the previous three years that allowed us to qualify to get a mortgage for our home and to buy what is essentially our dream house. We have a swimming pool. We're on a lake. We're 20 minutes from Disney. We're 20 minutes from the airport. We were 15 minutes away from, from our kids who we had moved down here to be closer to. But they have had some issues trying to buy their first house. And so just a few weeks ago, they moved in with us. So they're here. And so we're really close to our kids right now. All of them in the same house under the same roof. But um, that's really what we came down here for. And so it all, but it all worked out. But truly as an entrepreneur, you know, when you're thinking about taxes and income and all of that, which is fine, unless you want to go and take out a mortgage, well, not so fine, but uh, we ended up, we, we ended up, it worked out. It took six months, but it worked out. 
Well, there there has to be intentionality there, and, and that's and that can be the the challenge. You know, sometimes is on one hand, our accountant is telling us, "Oh, write off everything," and then you know, but but as far as the bank is concerned, if you have zero money, you have zero money. Yeah, <laughs> even if yeah. you've written like, it all off. I'm like, look at look at how how you know what our business did. They're like, yeah, no, we don't care about that. <laughs> If you if you spend it all, it's still it's still yes. gone. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, we will be right back after this short break. This episode is sponsored by the newly released book Dream Life Planner: Move from Tired and Overwhelmed to Free and Empowered by Noelle L. Peterson. Available on Amazon, or you can order a personalized signed copy at empower e m p o w e r two dream dot com. That's empower number two dream dot com. If you enjoy the show, please like and subscribe, leave a review, tell your friends. Welcome back. Let's get back to more greatness. So let's talk a little bit further about that that idea of designing your business around the lifestyle that you want. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, I'm I'm a I'm what people like to call a filler, Robert. So if I've got blank space in my calendar, I tend to fill it, right? And I'll fill it with client calls. I'll I'll fill it with you know creating marketing. I just I'm I'm a filler. And and so when the pandemic hit, I had gone from traveling, and and I was traveling and speaking on over a hundred live stages every year. So I was in and out of cities, and you know I was on an airplane all the time, and. And, you know, oh, Angel, can you be here and look at my calendar? I'm like, oh, sure. Yep, I can. Right. I've got I've got a 36 hour window. I can fly in, fly out. Absolutely. And I can make that work. At the time, my husband was traveling with me and my kids, we were empty nesters. So it was easy for me to say yes. So when the pandemic came and we stopped traveling and now we're, we're on Zoom and right. And now I'm in. I'm in Boston in the morning and now I'm hopping on over to a, you know, something in Portland. And now I can be back for my board meeting in Denver because it was like having a helicopter. And I just thought that was amazing. Like, yes, yes, yes. You know, and then after, you know, a few weeks of that, you're like Zoom fatigue and Zoom butt kind of starts to to kick in and and you're just filling and you're just hopping from meeting to meeting to meeting. And I had to put the skids on that. I'm like, stop. Right. I have to put some boundaries. I have to I have to make time for lunch. This is how bad it was. Angel, have you eaten today? Nope. Been right here all day long. So I, I had to schedule a lunch break and actually put it in my calendar. That's my lunch hour because I could just work right through it straight on because I love right because I love what I do. Right. And it's fun and easy. And so I when we moved to Florida, I thought I came here to be close to the kids. We came here. There's a beach. There's Disneyland, right? There's all this fun stuff. I have a pool. I cannot have this kind of schedule. And so I started really scaling back. I scheduled sunsets. Um, so my workday ends now, now that it's summer, um, I work, it, it ends a little bit before sunset, but in the winter, Right by sunset, I want to be done off. I want a glass of wine in my hand and I want to be sitting down staring at the sunset across the lake with my husband. And so that's my work day. Because I had also moved from mountain time to eastern time, my work day, uh, most of my, you know, my whole schedule was like 8 a.m. to whatever. So when I moved to, to Florida, 
Now my workday didn't really start till 10 a.m. I kept that schedule. I still have that schedule. So I don't start till 10 in the morning. My first calls, my first appointments, nothing before 10 a.m. So I have my mornings, you know, do my whole thing. And then I'm off by sunset and I take a lunch break. And I don't work weekends. And I take one day off during the week. So I went from probably doing 60, 70, 80 hours a week because I was working six, six days a week, like 12, 14 hour days to like eight hour days, four days a week. And my business is actually, it hasn't felt the, it hasn't felt a glitch, right? It just, it, you know, you just shift it around. It's like a little puzzle. We're just going to move you down over here. And, um, and so it's now like I designed it that way. And I learned, I learned it from this. I didn't, I didn't learn it from this person, but then I ended up going into another event and this man was talking about becoming a marginaire. It's like the word millionaire, but the word margin. And it's having white space in your calendar, mm -hmm. having margin for fun and life and self-care and relationships. And so blocking that off, and he, he teaches you how to take 184 days off a year. And so I had already been in that space where I was cutting back my hours, controlling my schedule. And then I heard about that. It's like, that's it. I want to be a marginaire, right? I, I want to have my time, right? I want, I want to be time rich. And that's what we've been focusing on this last year. And um, I use an app that keeps me focused on all my goals and, and I schedule it and I'm, and you know, it's not perfect. Um, and in fact, the month of June, I'm going to be gone three weeks traveling. I kind of freaking out about it because I'm like, oh, I haven't had that kind of travel schedule now in over two years. And I don't know. We'll see how I do. I, it could be it could be fabulous. It could be terrible. We won't know till I try it. But um, it's going to mess with my margin air time. Yep. Well, but there's seasons too, right? Obviously, there's a season now where the kids are in the house, and 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 there'll there'll be a season when the kids move back out of the house, and so right, and they come back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my girls had been gone for four years, so, um, so it, it's it's you know we're still in the honeymoon stage, right? They just moved back in. We're still having fun, so nice, yeah. And, they, they will move. They are looking, they're, they are aggressively looking for, for a home, but the market right now is just. Oh no, not, this is definitely not a good time to try to buy anything. No, no. Mortgage rates are terrible and prices are even worse. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so you mentioned boundaries and, and the value of, of boundaries for your calendar. Mm. And, and that that's really important to help people understand that you know, you get to choose, you get to set the boundaries. What other areas in your life now have you, have you added boundaries to other places that you want to protect? Oh, that's a good question. Um, you know, one of the things that my husband and I, we went through, we went through a, you know, we've been married almost 30 years now. And, and so really checking in there, and making sure that we have quality conversation time and quality time together is is super important. And 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 also having these one-on-one -on -one relationships with our kids. Like we do a lot of stuff as a family, but then we realize well, we really don't do anything like really like each of us one-on-one -on -one with the kids. 
and you know they're adults they're they're in that spot right now robert that it's so scary right in the world they're in their their 20s the world just wants to chew them up spit them out right and there's it's it's like there's no space for i don't i don't even know really how to how to word it like it just they're just attacked, right? They're just attacked from all from all angles. And so part of it actually having them come home, it's like, okay, we can pour into them again, right? We can pour some good stuff, good food, good conversation, right? Good books, good resources. And um, and I've started adopting using them um, uh, for some in-house projects. And I'll tell you my, my secret, right? It's part of it is that they're good at it. But um, they help to edit and review the books and the videos and the courses that we put together so that they're subliminally right, having to having to listen to these and pay attention and watch it. And so I'm just like, can you can you look through this? Can you watch it? Can you, you know, go through and da, da, da. And uh, it's my own little like, hey. You know, because they wouldn't necessarily read that book. Otherwise, it wouldn't necessarily. This wouldn't necessarily be the video they'd want to watch. But you know, it's um, it's finding ways, right? We, finding we ways. have we have similar we have similar things going on. I'm, right? I'm working, like I'm working to bring my son in as the setter. He moved to Tennessee, but I want to bring him in as my setter and and having so he'll have the initial conversation with anybody we're putting on the calendar. Yeah. And then and then my daughter's editing our editing our videos, posting the social and yes, and, yes. And, and the goal is, you know, I, I want to pay them better than they can get paid at another yep. job. And, oh yeah. And yet the, the inside is also that I want them in, I want them in this world. I, yeah. I want them experiencing these positive people and I want my kids unemployable. Mm. <laughs> I want yeah. them to look at the world going, I'm not going to get a job. I can do that so much better on my own mm. and, and create so much more impact in the world without having to be thought of as you know $25 an hour $35 an hour whatever dollars an hour I, I don't work by the hour I I work for impact in people's lives impact that yeah it's it's like when we used to hide their vegetables right we chop them up real little and put them in other stuff right to give them so we want to chop it up and give it to them good and so relationships like I you know hanging out with my family my parents like my dad tomorrow my mom called me today. He's getting a pacemaker tomorrow. And, you know, you just do, you just never know, right? You just never know when, how, you know, how short life is. You and, don't. And, and we lost my mom. She's still alive, but she has Alzheimer's. And so mm -hmm. she's, and, and I won't even go into the stories that yeah. <laughs> negative, negativity we get pulled into in that world. But oh, absolutely. I, I only work four days a week because I spend the fifth day with my dad. Nice. And, and it's just that's just a commitment I made from the time I started the company. And it's just, you know, if it if I build my company slower and I do things slower because I I don't do work on that day, I hang out with my dad. Yeah. And and and, and you know what? It it makes me a better person. And so the impact flows through the four days of a week that I do work for the company. Well, and these days they're talking about how more impactful we can be and how much more productive we can be when we work four days a week. When I was, when I was a kid in college, I used to work four tens, right? And, and I loved that schedule, you know, a couple extra hours on the, on the four days and I could have three day, I could have three days off. Now as a kid, I was just playing. Like I wasn't, 
like there was when you're young you can handle that i i for me a 10-hour work day would be like uh that would just i'd have to sleep the three days off sure sure but that <laughs> concept right for four days and and um and i just you know we people are watching right and we are setting we need to be the pace car mm. and rather than be busy 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 right having that be the badge of honor and the flag that we're waving like i am not busy right i have i have a, i spend a day with my dad every single week right i i have uh, you know i work four days a week when i first took the, the that extra day off i wouldn't tell people I, I'm like, I was like sneaky about it. I didn't want people to know that I wasn't working because I felt like, I don't know, it, it wouldn't be, it would be frowned upon or something. Right. And so I was almost embarrassed that I could do that, that I had that freedom. Hmm. And, but then I realized, you know, the more I started sharing that with people, that that was actually far more inspiring in some cases than the money, right. Than the results, the lifestyle to be able to own your time. And so then when I met this guy that talked about being a marginaire, I'm like, that's what I'm doing, right? I'm, I'm a marginaire, I, I own my time four days a week and I call the shots, I go to Mexico. I just came back from a retreat in Mexico. I brought some authors too and, and it was fabulous. And, and now a week later I'm going back, but now I'm going back for fun. And to tell, they're like, wait a minute, didn't you just come back from Mexico? I'm like, yeah, but that was work. Like, but your work, Angel, is not real work. I'm like, but it's still work. Babe. That's right. <laughs> I'm going back just for fun. And now I'm going. Now I'm going and not thinking about a book the whole time. <laughs> yeah, right. I was running workshops. I was the host of it, and not that in any of it's laboring, right? I love the people I get to work with, but it's still you're on, and you know it's nice to just turn off once in a while. Mm. So powerful. So let's take that from the opportunity to turn off and how has gratitude served you in your growth journey and just in, in growing your business? Oh, I think, I think it's critical. It's critical to, and you know, one of the things that I have my clients do Robert is one day a month, which we pick the day of their birthday. What day of the month does your birthday fall on? The 7th. The 7th. Okay, mine's on the 18th. So I have them schedule a recurring event every month on the day of their birthday. And and we call this PR day, right? It's for it's for your press release. But it's a day to really look and reflect at how much you've done. Right? What you've done, what you've accomplished, who did you connect with? Right? your checklist, your schedule, your calendar, the people in your life, your financial goals, your fitness goals, like really take a day and celebrate and, and be grateful for all that you have done because it's really easy to just go check and move on, do that and what's next, right? And, and that was me, okay, fill it up, fill up my calendar, okay, today, now what, what did I do? But to take a day every month and pour yourself something bubbly, right? A drink, a bubble bath, right? Just something to celebrate. Grab your people, grab your team and celebrate, right? Be grateful. Look how far you've come. Look what you've done. And especially as entrepreneurs, we're running circles. We're running ragged in some cases. There's an epidemic of, of entrepreneurs who are not taking a paycheck. And, and we forget how valuable we really are and how much we bring to the table. And so by taking this day, even if it's, 
even if it's an hour, like I'd love for you to get to a place where you'd take the whole day, right? To just celebrate you. But even if it's just an hour and we then can take all those accolades and achievements and pick a headline out and create a press release out of it. But, but more than the press release, it's the mindset and the shift of really reflecting and, and refreshing and recharging and re-energizing because you've done so much like look at it and get it all in black and white and have it in front of you and and if you have team members right celebrating them along the way and and expressing gratitude for all the opportunities that have shown up the people that have shown up in your lives and the and the doors that have opened and the invitations that have come and so daily yes right i think gratitude before you get out you put your feet on the ground and before you close your eyes at night but truly as an entrepreneur like this, don't underestimate the power of gratitude. Mm. Well, and you just mentioned the power of celebration, which not only, I mean, I think gratitude takes your brain and up a level, right? Up a notch mm -hmm. towards love mm -hmm. and, and, and can only move you to the positive. You can't be grateful and be shifting to the negative. No kidding. Very, very yeah. easily. And yeah. so gratitude is really powerful in that. But celebration encourages the brain to repeat the activities. And so you're doing something fantastic by having them review their month and review their progress and, and then celebrate where they, what they've done, right? Celebrate what you've done. And that's sending messages to the brain that says, woohoo, let's do more of that. Let's yes. do more of that. And so it, you're taking it to a whole nother level. And, and that's fantastic because entrepreneurs don't celebrate enough. I don't care how much you're celebrating. You're not celebrating enough. Not enough. You are <laughs> right. And and you're right. You, you, you cannot feel or have two emotions going on at the same time in your brain. You can't be grateful and angry, right? At the same time, you can't be happy and angry. You can't be two emotions at the same time. Now, you can you can switch super fast, right? Like it can go, but at the at that moment. And so, so if you can if you can smile and um, and create a belly laugh then it takes your, it, it takes your, it disrupts your brain, right? From that angry and that frustration and that disappointment. And, and belly laughing is one of those things that you can do anytime. You don't even have to think of something funny. You can just laugh, right? And you can just start laughing. And I would, if you start laughing, like do this in the car, do it before you get on a call, do it like anytime all the good juicy stuff and the endorphins and the brain, like everything that needs to happen to lift you up and take you out of just that irritation instantly. Now you have to get really good at it. Right. And you might have to be laughing three, six, seven, 20 times an hour. Right. Like if that's what it takes, it's also a really good abdomen workout. So, you know, if you, you know, you want to do that, but it can be done anytime, anywhere, and it takes nothing. And it used to be, um, um, when we would have guests in the studio who were nervous, um, I would have them do this belly laugh exercise and, you know, just for long enough to get them, get them started. And then, then, and then we were off to the races. That's fantastic. I love challenging people to control the voice in their head. And they think, oh, I, I can't, that voice, you know, I don't have control over that voice. And yet you can tell that voice to say, I love you. And, mm. and of course the voice just said, I love you in your head because mm -hmm. you have control over it. And, mm and you just took control. And so the idea that you could belly laugh and, and you just, you get to choose, you get to choose to belly laugh and, and choose to be in a place of joy. And th so those are, those are fantastic intentionalities, right? And, and I don't think we're intentional enough. We allow our subconscious to just run the program and, 
and especially people that are stuck in jobs and they feel miserable and there's entrepreneurs that feel miserable too, but they know they have a choice. Yeah. And if you can choose joy, why would you choose anything else? Right? Yes. Good. Good question, Robert. Why would you choose anything else? Because you can choose joy. Why would you choose anything else? So speaking of joy, let's talk about how important is play and fun. Oh, so <laughs> I, uh, a year ago, I was introduced to, to a goal setting app that focused on seven different areas of your life, faith, family, fitness, field, friendships, like this whole, like all these Fs and one of them was fun. And you take this life score, right? You take this assessment, 10 questions on all seven areas that like where you are, where you want to be, you know, what are you doing? What do you want to do? All of this. And it gives you a life score at the very end. And, and then it releases these modules and their modules are released in, in order of what, you know, you kind of need to work on the most. I'm embarrassed to tell you, Robert, that the very first thing it said you need to work on angel is fun. Dang it. Right. My mom was mortified. She's like, well, you have fun. I'm like, it's not saying I don't have fun. It's just saying out of all the other things, you know, the one that I've drifted away from and haven't really prioritized is is fun. And so it was um, it was. Yeah, it was embarrassing. <laughs> I, I I my kids work at Disney. Right? I got this lifestyle. What do you mean? I, I need to work on fun. But it was right. And that's, I was that filler, right? I didn't necessarily put fun in my day. I didn't even remember always to eat, right? Eat lunch. And so now I'm far more intentional about putting fun in. And as, you know, as an entrepreneur, like if you, if you're running your business as a hobby, right? And you're not really building it, then you need to put your business stuff in the calendar first, right? You need to prioritize. That's that big rock, right? Put that in the jar first. Like what's the thing? But if you're just work, work, work all the time, then that big rock you need to put in first needs to be fun or friendships, right? The thing. And so you put that big rock in, you schedule that where attention goes, energy flows, right? And so ever since then, like every day we do something fun. Every week we do something fun. And we've got bucket list items and bigger things that we're working towards. And I will tell you that when I put more fun in my life, I'm a more fun person to be around. Imagine that. Right? Like, like what a weird like coincidence. Hmm. Have more fun. Be more fun. Look at how that comes together. And so um, so for me, I have to schedule it. Right? I had to get in the habit of it and create the patterns. And then, you know, those habits become behaviors. And so start with start with scheduling the fun time if that's what you need. Put it in the calendar. Color code it, right? Did I have my fun today? Did I have something fun this week? We joined some different memberships, things that force us to go out and date, joined a vacation club, like all the things. So now Angel has fun. Now I'm more fun. Well, and, and it's okay to schedule it. No one says that it's only fun if it's spontaneous, right? Spontaneous does not necessarily dictate fun, right? <laughs> so fun can be scheduled and, and it's more about being intentional and yeah. making that choice. I'm going to intentionally plan fun. But I also think it's important to have margin for fun. And that's the willingness when, you're, when your child walks up and pulls on your sleeve and says, can we yes. play? Yes. When your grandchild walks up and says, you know, hey, grandpa, can we go ride a bike? And, we, and, and you've got margin, especially if you're an entrepreneur. And yeah, you might have a podcast scheduled. You might have something, you know, meeting scheduled that you can't do. But you can simply say, this meeting lasts for 50 minutes. 
I'm going to set the alarm on my phone. And at the it, when you hear the alarm go off, we are out of here. We're going yes. to do whatever you want to do. And and so that's where margin allows you when you're not going meeting to meeting to meeting to meeting. When I'm going, you know, I've got this podcast scheduled and then and then I'm off for the yeah. rest of the day. And yeah. so I have margin and I love that, you know, scheduling margin, leaving that space in the calendar, because that's what allows you to to respond to your kids in a different way. It allows you to, to respond to your spouse in a different way. It allows you to to have the freedom to say, well, I'm occupied right now because this is really important. But you're super important too. And at the end of this 30 minutes, this 90 minutes, whatever, whatever it is, you've got you've got me for the rest, however long you need, however long that. you want. I love and, that. And that does so much for your relationships, right? That 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 does so much for your marriage, so much for your relationship with your kids and future grandkids, because because they need so much more time than they're not getting the time that they used to get. Right. When I was a kid, I ran around my house outside, inside. For hours, days, weeks, now kids are sitting on couches in front of televisions and, and or and holding screens in front of themselves and never leaving, and and they need human relationship time. They do. And and we, like you said, you used the word pace car, and I never got to say, oh my gosh, a racing, <laughs> a racing metaphor. I love you. And so, yeah, we need to be the pace car. We need to be the examples, and we need to be the ones to show. You know what? There's a way to work that. That's better. And I think some companies recognized it with the her work at home and they figured out, hey, we can help people work at home and take care of their kids and give them the freedom to walk away from the camera to make a sandwich. Yes. You know, and and then the companies that are spying on people and making them feel terrible for moving away from their desk, for going to the bathroom are going to be the ones that people are going, I'm not staying here. Right. right. I'm going to go someplace that loves my family as much as I do, or at least almost as much as I do. And that's possible. That's doable. I remember, I remember I had a sales guy in my last company and, you know, we did a lot of evening networking events and things that we did. And he, but he had three kids in elementary school and I you know, told him like, if they have baseball games or, you know, evening events or anything, like, you just let me know. He said, and if I ever hear that you told him you couldn't attend one of their things, cause we had one of these, I'm going to fire you. <laughs> like you go be a dad and I want you to have that time. Mm. I want you to have that time with them. But, but you need to be in a space that allows, allows your team to, you know, find out what's important to them and allows them to be humans and, um, and realize that, you know, just as we think that our staff is replaceable, our company is replaceable to them too. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And, and I think more and more companies are going to have to take care of their employees. Yeah. The same, their employees are the ones representing them to their clients, sure. to the world. So what, yeah. what, what do you want to put out there yeah. that you care about the family, that your employees are super happy because their kids are hanging around their ankle while they're in the middle of a meeting. Like, that's awesome. And let's just, you know, yeah. we don't have to be so stuffed and tight and, and restricted. Um, we give people freedom and guess what? They work harder. They do. Yeah. They do more they do. stuff. They do. All right. We talked. You talked about your husband. Talked about how you met. Let's talk about your favorite date. Um. Okay. Um. My favorite date. Like my favorite day of the year. No date with your husband. Oh, my favorite date with my husband. I just had that moment right from what was that? Hospitality, con Miss Congeniality. No, right. like, I have to say April tenth. It's <laughs> not too hot, not too cold, and all you need is a life jacket. Um, my That's why you moved to Florida. <laughs> my favorite date with my husband. 
um, you know, what we go out all the time. Um, and, you know, when we first started dating, uh, we would do a weekly date. This is going to sound really romantic to you, Robert. You might want to write this down. All right. We would go to the grocery store. Yes. Very romantic, right? Um, but, you know, we still, like, we had to figure out a way to put dating into our lifestyle. And so we would just grab a coffee and, you know, a latte, and we'd go every single Sunday afternoon and with our list, and we would just talk and shop. And so it was kind of killing two birds with one stone. And we did that for years. We did that for years. And we still go grocery shopping together. Um, not quite on that same cadence because we don't have to, but it it ensured that, you know, we left the kids at home. They weren't going to interrupt. Um, we would get, you know, you have to talk to each other. Right? It's not like going to a movie where you don't have to talk to each other. And we would just catch up. But it was guaranteed to be our to be our time. And if we wanted more time, then we would, you know, lunch beforehand or, you know, you know, kind of schedule something else. But yeah, the grocery store. I love it. I think that's fantastic. And and there's intentionality in it, right? You're, yeah. We're intentionally having a conversation. We're intentionally doing this and getting our groceries at the same time. And so that's the that's the important piece that people need to catch, right? It's yeah. We're not just rushing through the grocery store. We're having an intentional conversation and we're sharing with each other. And, and yeah, we're double purposing the time, but it's it's very intentional. All right. What's the big dream for Angel Tusi? Ah, uh, the big dream. You know what? I, I'm kind of living it. And, and, you know, so that's kind of a tough one, right? When you, um, I'm, you know, I've got some issues, right? Not, not everything's perfect, but you know, my, I'm in Florida. I'm love my job. I love what I do for a living. Uh, my husband's retired and, um, people come to visit. We go on vacation. Yeah. My dad was asking me like, where do you want to travel to? I'm like, honestly, I just, I just want to stay home for a while. I just want to enjoy what we've created and, and let like soak this up for a while. Right. Cause we've worked so hard to get here. And so let's, let's take a minute and let's just breathe it in and, and, you know, swim in it, right. Till our fingers get pruney someday. I you know I'd love to retire. We think to the Florida keys and somebody said, well, why don't you do that now? Why wait? I'm like, Oh, I don't want to do that now. I love what I'm doing now. I have no interest in doing that now, but someday, right? When I'm done and just want to, you know, have a boat and watch sunsets and, right, mm. and be at the ocean. So and good. We had thought that would be like in seven years, but now we're thinking, you know, maybe like 10 years. Like I'm not ready for that. I love where we are. I love where we are right now. Um, you know, to, to create a more scalable business, you know, we've got some beautiful clients got some of the best clients in the world and um, we're having, we're just, we're kind of living the dream right now. I love it. All right. So you spend an hour with having coffee with entrepreneurs and you're going to leave them with angels, words of wisdom. What would you share? Oh, uh, well, sell your knowledge, not your time. Done is better than none. I mean, just go out and get started and every single month, right? Share Share your news. Say yes to even more press. Oh. Angel, thank you so much for sharing today. I'm so excited. This has been fantastic. And uh, just uh, appreciate all the wisdom that you shared. Thank you so much, Robert, for having me. It was a joy. If you enjoyed the show, please like, subscribe, or leave a review.
we have a free gift for you at addvaluemindset.com. That's addvaluemindset.com. We've collected some of the best mindset secrets shared by successful entrepreneurs on our podcast, and we want to give them to you for free. addvaluemindset.com. In our next episode, Brian Horvath and Robert dive into money and the importance of talking about money, but keeping it simple so that you don't give up learning about it and using it. Brian loves to help people figure out what they were made to do and help them start doing it. Brian is an encourager, empowering entrepreneurs to next level success.